On this episode of Common Mystics, When Evil Follows, we discuss how evil followed us home from Rome City, Indiana. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are common mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places. And we're talking to you today about our extraordinary story and its aftermath from Rome City, Indiana. If you haven't listened to our podcast on Rome City, we suggest that you stop this one and listen to that one right now. Otherwise, this podcast, this bonus, is not going to make much sense to you. In any event, Jill and I spent an afternoon in Rome City at Neep Sanitarium. Right, at Our Lady Mother of Mercy Center. Yes, current day. Now, Jill, we actually decided to go on an adventure that day in Indiana because we had sat down to record our Hillsdale episode. Correct. And at that point, you and I were so angry and frustrated by, one, by the information that we uncovered about the Stock family, and two, because we weren't getting anywhere. I was filled with righteous indignation about having discovered things that were unflattering about the Stock family, but really about the current gatekeepers of the information. Right. And I felt I I felt like as if they were betraying modern day people looking to understand their history better by not having a real honest conversation about things that had happened in the past. Yeah, well put. I agree. It was really frustrating for us. So instead of trying to sit down to record that episode, we decided to put some space between ourselves and that that job. And so we went out to Indiana to find an adventure and we found one in Rome City. Yeah. So we had a great day in Rome City. Scariest place we have found on our own ever yes yes there was a lot of energy in Rome City Indiana we recognized that right away so we were excited and refreshed and ready to tackle Hillsdale Hillsdale and the recording Mm -hmm. so we got back to the house and set up to record and we were going over the outline and it was very strange then that I remember perceiving that you were acting aggressively towards me. Now, there's nothing that you said or did exactly, but I was just getting the feeling that you were posturing, getting aggressive, Mm. snapping at me. Mm -hmm. We weren't disagreeing. No, we were agreeing with disdain. (laughs) We were on the same page and we were moving forward, but we were being angry and acting out. Well, let me tell you, I wasn't feeling angry exactly. I felt the physical sensation as if somebody had wrapped me in bubble wrap and it was squeezing me. Mm. But the bubble wrap wasn't plastic. It was passive aggressive energy. Mm. So I was almost shrinking and like, I think I actually moved away from you. I want to stop you because I have to tell you, if you and I ever went to counseling, this would be our counseling. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, Dr. Lisa. <laughs> okay. I understand what you're saying. I, <laughs> I hear you. I see you. Are you going to validate my feelings now? <laughs> so I, at that moment, while you were experiencing that, I felt as if I had disappointed you. And either I did something that put you in that space or I didn't do something to put you in this space. But either way, I felt like I was responsible for those feelings you were having. I was internalizing 
what you were projecting. And I perceived it as you being passive aggressive. Wow. And so I was feeling like I didn't even do anything. I like, I'm like, I didn't do anything. So I don't know what this is about. And I felt as if someone was pouring anger down from the tip of my head that was just washing over me. So we went on for a few minutes. It, like we this. were huffy puffy. We were. We were spewing in this. It, almost to the point where I was starting to feel like I don't I don't need to take this. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was I was just like a few minutes from saying, you know what? Classic I'm not, Jennifer. I'm not going to do this today. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I don't need this. Like I was close to just calling off the whole the whole thing. And wow. we wouldn't have recorded that night. Wow. Because I was getting I was feeling attacked by you. Mm-hmm. I was not attacking. I didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, I look at Jen and I'm trying to figure out how we got here because all of a sudden we're in a bad spot right. when we had a great day. And I look at her and I'm trying to think, like, how did this start? So I'm going back through my thoughts. I'm like, we came home. Everything's fine. The pup's asleep. Everything's good. We set up. Everything's fine. We went through the outline. Good, good. There's nothing that kicked this off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And so I said, do you know what's happening? What'd you say? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know what's happening. <laughs> You're being a bitch. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me write it down for you. And I said, something's messing with us. And at that moment, it was almost as if we looked at each other for the first time again and really saw each other. Yes, we made eye contact. And there was such power in that understanding, like, that was truth. And so it kind of lifted a little bit. It did. And it gave us a reprieve. And so we started calling it out. Yes. What did we say? Well, we said, we are not fighting and we are recording today. Right. This is happening and there's nothing you can do to stop us. Even if it takes us all night, we're getting this episode down. Exactly. So at that point, I felt like it had lifted. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was gone, but I felt like it wasn't actively influencing us anymore. Right. But still, even as we were recording Hillsdale, it was it was a little anxiety producing. Because we were talking about the stock family, and I was thinking that it was the stocks. I thought so, too. Because we were recording, so I connected the two. Right. And we didn't know anything about Rome City. We didn't. We hadn't done the research, so we didn't know what happened there and made no connection to Rome City because we had a great day there. Right. But we were connecting the experience we were having to the content that we were delivering at that point. Absolutely. So I got up from the table and Jill, you walked into the kitchen. Yes, I did. I walked clear across the room because I was going to go up to the bedroom for something. And she was no longer in my line of sight. Right. So as I'm leaving the room, so I I walk several feet across the room and I get to the, the doorway and all of a sudden I feel intense dizziness hit me so hard that my head is spinning. So I hold on to the door frame and I'm trying to steady myself. And as I'm doing that, I'm feeling as if someone is taking their hand and karate chopping me in the backs of my knees. So I'm feeling my knees buckle, but not on their own. It's like they're being hit from behind, almost like with a bar, like with a broom handle. Mm. 
So I don't know how long I was standing there holding on to the door. It felt like a long time. It was probably maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half. I never left the room because after that happened, I was somewhat shaken. And I turned around and walked back through the room to the kitchen. And that's where you were standing at the counter. And that's when I said, Jill, you're not going to believe this. But as I was leaving the room, I suddenly got really, really dizzy. And that's when you said, I said, me too. And it felt like my knees were giving out. Right. So at that point, I knew it wasn't just my head or my own personal experience that we were both still being messed with. Right. It was like the second line of of attacking. That's right. Right. Because it didn't get to us emotionally. So it started to physically mess with us. Right. And it wasn't enough to actually like bring us down, just enough to say, you know what? I'm still here. Right. Got you. Exactly. Like tag, you're it. But remember the next morning when we did the editing and then we were going to update the website and finish everything off. Nothing was working for us. Nothing. I had a hard time uploading the image onto our website. I had a hard time uploading the voice file. It wouldn't do it. The server wasn't working. I went home and that server wasn't working either. You had trouble reviewing the footage on the camera. It literally said, can't play this image. I was like, uh, weird. And then when we finally did publish the episode, there was a problem with the music. Right. It was like playing throughout and I had to like cancel it, take it down, fix it and then re-upload. I mean, it was just one thing after another. Everything that could have gone wrong with that episode went wrong. It was so spooky that usually I will, after we finalize the editing, I'll re-listen to it before she posts. And I couldn't even do it. I was like, I'm good on that. I was like, no way. So come to find out, this had nothing to do with the Stock family at all. I was doing the research on Rome City and Jen was back in, in Chicagoland and I was like, you need to answer your phone. And she like answered FaceTime with like foils in her hair and she's like, I'm busy. I'm like, no, you're not. We have to talk right now. And I told her the story of Sister Mildred Mary and not only her experiences with the Blessed Virgin, but with the malevolent spirits on the site in Rome City. Exactly. And that's when it hit me. I said, Jill, do you think it's a coincidence that the same day that we are exploring a site where a malevolent spirit attacks a nun, that you and I are attacked by an evil spirit? I did not put two and two together. But as soon as I said that, It made sense. It made sense. And I was like, oh, my God. Right? So let's debrief. Let's debrief. Let's talk about our experience. What to me is the most frightening is that this thing disguised itself as feelings that felt authentic to us. That's right. If you and I were going to get into a conflict My go-to response is to be passive-aggressive and to withdraw. Yes. And my response would be to be angry with you. That first, we're fighting it all. I feel misunderstood and I'm angry that you don't understand me. Exactly. So it's consistent with the way we would actually respond to each other. And for me, what's the most scary and the most troublesome is that We did not display anything that day at Rome City or even up to the moment that this incident occurred that would give this entity any ideas of how to exploit the weaknesses in our relationship. 
Exactly. So how did it know us in that intimate way? Right. There's one of two possibilities, right? Uh, None are good. (laughs) (laughs) One possibility is that the thing that followed us home from Rome City was able to tap into personal information about our patterns of interpersonal relations that you and I have together. So this thing had personal knowledge about that dynamic, which is complicated, super super creepy. So either it was able to tap into that some way Mm -hmm. or it knew Mm. us from before. Mm. It knew us and recognized us and took advantage of the fact that we were at a highly charged energetic location to influence us in this way. So I feel that this whole experience, Jill, was very personal. And there are a lot of personal parallels between the story at Rome City and our own personal story. Mm. For instance, our own grandmother, Grandma Irina, for whom we have a podcast because she was so influential in our lives. She herself wanted to be a nun and like sister Mildred Mary of Rome city, Indiana, our grandmother was attacked by the devil several times throughout her life. And every time she called upon the blessed mother, the Virgin Mary to chase the devil away. So there's that parallel. Then you have the parallel of the Blessed Virgin coming to Sister Mildred Mary as the way she appeared in Lourdes, France. And why is that significant to us? Our own mother was in Lourdes and had a significant religious experience that was life-changing for her. And there's more. Sister Mildred Mary shares a birthday with you, Jill. I don't even like hearing this. Shout out, girl. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And let's not forget... That when we were in Rome City and you kept getting images of your high school, Mm. IHM. The Immaculate Heart of Mary. Then we find out that in Sister Mildred Mary's own words, the Blessed Virgin said that she came to America through her own Immaculate Heart. Goosebumps. So you have that Immaculate Heart of Mary connection. So... That's super creepy and super personal. And I don't know what all that means. Do you still want to do the podcast with me? I'm rethinking it. (laughs) So if nothing else, from now on, we are going to be more careful. And Are we going to use protection? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yes, we're going to use psychic protection. (laughs) Jill, tell the people where they can find us. Well, check out our website, commonmystics.net. Find us on Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can help others find us by leaving us a positive review, like Maggie PH. Maggie wrote, my favorite podcast. Every single new release, I grab my headphones and I lock myself in my room. These are so good and how descriptive the sisters are. I can literally see, smell, and feel everything. Thank you so much. Thank for you, Maggie. Leave your own review on Apple Podcasts, and we would love to play it on the air. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.